0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm Chris Segura, and today I'm going to walk you through some new features we added to the Visual Studio Code extension. uh, Features that are meant to really help support and make it easy for developers to use the Azure Blockchain Data Manager uh, feature that you saw in a previous episode of Block Talk. Uh, If you didn't see that previous episode of Block Talk talking about Blockchain Data Manager, I'll walk through some of the key features. Uh, I'll show you some of the online docs that sort of help get you ramped up and ready to use it. Uh, And then we'll jump into the Visual Studio Code extension uh, to show you some of the things we've added there to support blockchain data manager all right so let's go over here let me bring up actually rather than bringing up VS code first let me bring up a web browser uh, and let me just show you the docs page uh, on docs.microsoft.com that talks a little bit about blockchain manager Uh, here you see the URL at the top Uh, if you missed this for some reason just search for blockchain data manager Uh, in your favorite search engine or go ahead and just go directly to the blockchain azure blockchain service page uh, which is sort of the parent page of this this page that you see on screen here Um, and anyway if you go there you see a whole bunch of details on what is the blockchain uh, data manager service how does it work what does it do Uh, for this episode really the key pieces to understand is What the blockchain data manager does is monitor my transaction nodes, monitor my EVM. And in fact, what it really does is monitor a specific contract for changes. Uh, In a previous episode, you saw me use our Visual Studio Code extension to do something very similar. Monitor the EVM, monitor a contract for changes, and use logic apps to publish those changes to something like a SQL database. Um, Blockchain data manager does something very similar but it does it in a far more flexible far more generic way where what blockchain data manager does is monitor your contracts for changes monitor it for events and it publishes those events to an event grid and once you're in an azure event grid you can have a whole bunch of functions and services that monitor and look at event grid for changes and then can do any downstream processing on that data so you could just take Events through blockchain data manager put them into event grid and dump it into cosmos DB Which is very similar to that SQL example. I showed in a previous episode Uh, You could have other logic apps do further processing and connect to things like SAP Oracle other databases Uh, You can do really sort of any number of things once you have this process up and running and again I won't go through detail of how you get blockchain data manager up and running how you connect it It's pretty well documented here Uh, Lots of examples of how to set up cosmos DB What I do want to show you instead is some of the integrations we've put into uh, the extension to support blockchain data manager. Um, This is an ongoing process. It's a new service. It's a new feature for Azure. Uh, We're working towards integrating that more deeply into the extension. Uh, But what we did today and what we've done so far and is available in the the extension that you can get in the marketplace is we've made some changes to support. blockchain data manager in a way that makes it easier to get the ABI easier to get um, uh, other metadata for your your smart contract into ABI into the blockchain data manager sorry and what those changes are real quick um, and I wanted to spend some time talking about it because it's a little confusing for devs Um, you need two key pieces of data to get into uh, blockchain data manager one you need the contract ABI Uh, I think in a previous episode we showed people what copy contract ABI does if you right click on the JSON uh, metadata output once you compile a contract then you right click on that file you get this contract ABI if I copy or click on this I copy this you'll see that um, what happens here is we get uh, the contract ABI uh, directly copied into our uh, cut and paste buffer so if I do something here you see I just control V I get a whole bunch of information that is basically my contract uh, ABI Um, we've had that for quite a while I think most people have seen it it's a great shortcut for developers to use because many tools not just Azure tools but many tools in the uh, ethereum development ecosystem require contract ABI but there's another piece here that we added um, that is equally as important but slightly more confusing, I think for developers that is the bytecode. Uh, you see down here, as I right click again on this JSON file and come down to this menu items, I have two bytecodes. Um, it may not be apparent to all developers, but there are actually two steps to deploying a contract um, into the EVM. And those two steps require sort of two intermediate uh, processes that generate two different types of bytecode. You see here, we have this thing called the constructor bytecode, and you have this thing called the transaction bytecode. Now the constructor bytecode is sort of is the bytecode that is generated when you um, first deploy the contract, and it includes things like the constructor arguments. It includes things like uh, let's go back to the the contract we have here. Uh, it includes these sort of setup requirements that the constructor um, needs for the contract to get deployed onto the chain. But once a contract is deployed onto the chain, the constructor itself doesn't really exist; isn't accessible. Um, so when you look at a constructor bytecode, it's all of that bytecode that's needed to get a contract up into the chain. It's not necessarily the bytecode that gets executed when you exercise a smart contract. That is that transaction bytecode. So what transaction bytecode really is is the bytecode that represents the functions. So again, coming back to our um, solidity file here, our, our smart contract, I have several functions, right? I have this send request function um I have the send response function um the only two functions in this these are what are exist on the chain this is what get exercised and when you look at blockchain data manager what blockchain data manager really wants is these two pieces of data the contract abi and the transaction bytecode so for developers interacting or using uh the Azure blockchain service and uh, blockchain data manager when you're setting these up you really want access to two things the Contract ABI, transaction bytecode. We've made it simple and easy to get access to these through the Visual Studio Code extension. Copy transaction bytecode. Um, tell me where it's deployed, or ask. It'll ask me where it's deployed to. It will get the metadata that you need to take this. Again, this is just sort of a bunch of um, hex uh, values that don't really mean anything necessarily to our viewers, but it does mean everything. Uh, to anything that's trying to interact with your code um, on-chain directly through something like uh, blockchain data manager or indirectly through some other type of service. Um, So being able to quickly access these really sort of is a nice benefit for developers, really sort of helps eliminate any sort of ambiguity in which bytecode you're trying to get access to. Um, This is really just sort of the beginning of what we're trying to do here with integrating blockchain data manager into the extension Um, At some point in the future, you'll see far deeper integrations into the extension, much uh, very similar to what we do already for our blockchain data service. So you can add extensions or sorry, add services, uh, create them through here, all sorts of crud style updates. Uh, Again, just a quick view of what we're doing in the blockchain uh, Visual Studio Code extension to support uh, new features and new services like blockchain data manager. Uh, For more information, keep watching us here on channel 9. Uh, or follow us on twitter at msft blockchain thanks a lot